Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. We are in a continual of a series that we started several weeks ago. Uh, well, actually a month or so ago, entitled Kingdom Wealth, and we're in volume two of this teaching where we're talking about bringing divine order and alignment to my finances, bringing divine order and alignment to my finances. There in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, if you got it, say, I got it. You're ready, say, come on. You need more time, say, wait a minute. Okay. The Bible says, for ye know the grace of our Lord. So it's a grace, right? Uh, Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And that word rich there means to be abundantly supplied. One more verse of scripture. Go to Psalms 112 and 3. Psalms 112 and there at verse 3. Psalms 112 and 3. We're proving out here that it is the will of God that the believer be prosperous. Psalms 112 and 3 says, um, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Now, who is his? Well, if we go back up to verse 2, it says, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Well, who is his? If we go back up to verse 1, it says, praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man, so that's the his, that feareth the Lord. That word fear now doesn't mean to be shaken in your boots. That word fear means to reverence and honor. So blessed is the man that reverences and honors the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments or his way. His seed, that man, that blessed man's seed, shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright, his offspring, shall be blessed. And to that man, wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. So we should not um, backslide because we find ourselves in a prosperous place. Because that man stays how he started. Amen. He was fearing the Lord. He started fearing the Lord. And prosperity did not stop him from fearing, reverencing, and giving honor to the Lord. Are you listening at me? And so uh, we said very quickly that if you want to be prosperous, you've got to get a prosperous attitude. And this attitude is a mindset. Proverbs 23 and 7, just a couple of scriptures. Don't have to turn there. says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. So we said on last week that it's important for us to renew our minds. The Bible says when we renew our minds, Romans 12 and 2, we're going to prove. That word prove means to live out. We're going to prove the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. You must be convinced without a shadow of a doubt 
that it is the will of God that you be prosperous. That is, a, that is something that you can't struggle with. And I believe that it's important for the church that the lines are not blurred concerning whether or not we're supposed to be. Just like the lines can't be blurred when it comes to what's God and what's the devil. The lines cannot be blurred of whether or not you can be prosperous or not. Come on, say amen to that. And if we said uh, that this attitude uh, deals with a prosperity, that you must be prosperity-minded. And we said that you must become the thing that you want to see from you. Now, let's move because on last week, we dealt with um, five things. We're dealing with five things, rather, uh, that you must have in order to see uh, this divine alignment uh, in your finances and on last week we talked about that you must pledge a divine allegiance to God God has to be first N listen that I don't care how hard you try nothing will fill God's seat in your life nothing will fill God's seat is too big that, that, that's why when you try to use other things it turns into a rabbit hole uh, or, or, or this hole that has no bottom because God, the only thing that can fill God's seat in your life is God. And when Adam sinned, he took God out of his seat. Jesus came and got back in the seat. And so that we now can get back in alignment with who the seat belonged to in our lives. And it's God's seat. That's why I have this confession that no one and nothing sits on the throne of my life but God. Hallelujah. And so, with your money, you must pledge a divine allegiance, my God, to God. That's through tithes and offerings, through being generous. We said that generosity is the only thing that protects the believer from greed. It's the only thing that protects you from greed. And let me say something else about materialism. You know, people preach against prosperity gospel because they say it's materialistic. Well, uh, you can be materialistic without money. Matter of fact, most materialistic people are broke folk. So before people try to use that as a scare tactic and say that it's materialism, most people are poor because, <laughs> you, so money, it doesn't take money for you to be materialistic. Amen. James says, you have not, you ask and you don't have because you seek to heap it upon your own self. In other words, you're materialistic and that's why you don't have it. Amen. And we said, uh, thirdly, uh, pledging a divine allegiance to God is not skipping over the word, but I said your man of God. Hallelujah. That members miss out on the trade-off between the pastor and the member. And we taught on that on last week. So you can, you can go back and read that. I, I, I think I did a thorough job in teaching that on last week. And, and I'm not afraid to tell you that I'm a blessing to your life and you're supposed to bless me. Amen. Uh, just like you don't work at one place and get paid at another place, I shouldn't work at one place and get paid at another place. Amen. The Bible says they that minister at the altar eat of the things of the altar. You do know when the people gave the sacrifice, for those of you that kind of read, uh, they didn't burn all the, all the sheep up. It was actually, the altar was also a place where they cooked the food for the priest. And he ate some of it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So number two. Number two, number two, it was a way of keeping the house fed while the people went out and worked and, and God increased the work of their hands. So we'll, we'll, number two, here's number one, we, number two we want to deal with today. I love this one. You must discipline yourself 
and educate yourself concerning money. You must discipline yourself and educate yourself concerning money. I'm so, I'm so you know, uh, uh, we got a couple of things we're about to get out the way. And, and, and I heard the Lord say, vision time. And boy, I was excited when he said that because I know some things that we got on our vision board that we're supposed to do. And at the top of that list is our school. See, they, don't, they teach you to be a consumer in, in school. They don't teach you about finances and how to save and how to invest because you would be no profit to the economy if you were saving everything. You would be no profit to the economy if you put yourself in a position where you didn't need the economy. Where, where actually you were the investment to the economy rather than investing in the economy. The economy would need to invest in you because you're the one that keeps it moving. So one of the classes we're going to have in our school is finances. From a baby, we're going to teach you about money. We're going to teach you the respect and the spending of the dollar. Oh, praise the Lord. See, I'm sharing because you got to see this, man. He said his generation, so we just can't be concerned about our now. We got to be even more concerned about our future. Praise the Lord. And so look there in Luke chapter 16. Look there in Luke. This is going to be real good. You need to take copious notes today, man, because we got to learn. We got to learn the language of money. It's almost like politics. Uh, I, I'm convinced that we're not getting anywhere in our community because we don't know the language. And we think that, that if we stand outside and pick it and take off work where we're not making money to pay our bills and if we tear our communities up where we live, then they'll listen. And we don't know the language. So we run up in these boardrooms and we, we run up in everywhere saying black. And that's not the language of politics. The only reason why a demographic, a demographic of people, li please listen now, the only reason why a demo demographic of people are advancing uh, um, in, in, what they're, in their communities and in what they're doing because they know the language of how to get the money. Money is a language. They, they don't run up in there saying white, white, Caucasian, with all due respect. They run in there talking the language that the law is written by. And when they talk the language of the law, then they now put themselves in position to get what that policy affords them. We don't know how to talk the language. Oh, God. Just hard, hard. Sometimes it's hard talking to us. Sometimes it's hard talking to us. Uh, Luke chapter 16. Are you there? Let's look there at verse 1. Hey, man, pastor, just stay with your message, and they'll, 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 they'll understand it better by and by. Uh, uh, and the Bible says, and he, and, he, and he said also to his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Now, this steward was wasting the rich man's goods. Now, this is actually... It's a parable, but it's actually a story about Jesus in us or God in us, right? That we don't own nothing. The Bible says we're possessors of all things, but yet owners of nothing. So everything you have, you're stewarding over. Amen. That ain't your money. You're a steward over what God puts in your hands. Hey, all you got to do is die. You know, don't go with you. <laughs> Amen. And so now look what the Bible says. He called him, his steward, and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer a steward. So now notice now, notice what kept revenue in his hands. 
his stewarding. So he didn't have a money problem. He had a stewardship problem. See, believers don't have a money problem. We have a stewardship problem and a knowledge problem. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed and perish for a lack of knowledge. It's not a money problem. If it was a money problem, our community wouldn't, uh, 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 consumerism from our community wouldn't be in the billions. So that lets me know we don't have a money problem. We have a stewardship problem and we have a knowledge problem. Now watch what the Bible says. Then the steward said within himself, he said, steward, steward said, huh? He said, what shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me my stewardship. I cannot dig to beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do that when I am put out of my stewardship, they may receive me. He said, ain't nobody going to help me out. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him. And that's some. He called the debt unto him. He got knowledge of his debt. He wasn't afraid to see the negative of the bottom line. He had to get disciplined in something. Are you listening to me? And said unto the first, how much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, a hundred measures of all. Well, it's so much revelation in this. And he said unto him, take thy bill, sit down quickly and write 50. See, that's so powerful there because, because you're looking at the hundred and God say, cut it in half and work with that. Just cut it in half. I know it's way up there. I know it's 30,000. I know it's a thousand. But cut it in half. Now you see it as smaller and accomplishable. Now look what happens next. And he said, and he said, a hundred measures of all, no, no. So he called every one of his Lord's dead. I said, hundred measures of all, quick, right, 50, verse 7. Then said he to another, so he got another debt he got to deal with. How much owest thou? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said unto him, I love this, take thy bill and write, and write four scores. So, so we're going to bust that down to a quarter. We're going to work with that. So we don't have to take on everything at one time. We can work with it in small increments because that's what a steward does. Are you listening to me? So, so I got news for somebody. You can get out of debt. And it's not as big as it seems. Here's a principle. Now, I know it's talking about the steward, but that's a, that's a practicing principle that we can't skip over. That if you make it small and work with it, if you, it, watch this, if you get it in bite size, you'll eventually bite it off. Are you listening to me? Watch this now. This is so beautiful. Uh, and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Now, now what is the scripture saying? Because we think that we could just get in debt and, and just come in here and cry and worship and bite the back of the chair off and God going to see our tears and God going to get us out. He say, nah. He say, nah, that ain't, how the, that ain't how the system works. And I say unto you, look what he says, make unto yourself friends of the mammon of the unrighteous. That word mammon there means money. It's not talking about the spirit. It's talking about money. Look what the Bible says. Make unto yourselves friends of the unrighteous mammon. And some of y'all going to your job and creating hell and havoc when you're supposed to go to that job because you're the answer to their problems. 
and when you make friends to them, they show you favor. Paid time off, favor. You do more with less time, less money, and have the effort. You save them money, and they give you the money in exchange. But you the hellion on the job. You the mess maker on the job. You the loud mouth on the job. You got the coat corner all the time gossiping. You, everybody come tell you, how is it that everybody know, how is it that you know all the wrong things that are going on? You the trash can. Ma'am, I remember my old church, you couldn't come tell. If they come tell me, I'm a snitch. I'm a spiritual snitch. So, Leo, you know, you know. I'd be like, I'm going to tell pastor. You, you, no, nah, no, nah, number one, you're not going to make, this, this is where I bring my family to. And this is where God has assigned us. And this is where we eat and get spiritually fed. This is holding my marriage together. This is building me as a man. This is, this is, this is pushing porn out of my life. <laughs> this, is, this is blessing me. I'm not the same man I used to be. Praise the Lord. And I'm not going to let you come up in here and destroy this. So, so if you come in here and I notice you trying to destroy the place that's building me and building my family and, and helping to provide spiritual security in my life, I'm snitching on you. So you know what? They stop coming to me trying to tell me stuff because they already know I'm telling. And you ain't going to be talking about my pastor. Go on, say his name so when I cut you, you know why we really fighting. Because you ain't going to be putting your mouth on my man of God. Because that's the heart of God to me. God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. So that's a piece of God's heart to me. And I'm not going to let you talk about the piece of God's heart. That Yeah, he makes some mistakes sometimes, but I ain't going to let you talk about it because that's, that's the table I sit down and eat at. So you're not going to have me sitting down at a dirty table trying to eat off of it. Some of y'all, y'all, y'all will sit around and let folks just talk about your pastor. I'm playing like I ain't your pastor. Just let folks talk about your pastor and you won't say nothing. Talk about your church and you just won't say nothing. Shoot. Not me. Huh. That one person you better not talk about. I don't care what you had a dude call me on the phone a long time ago. Bitch called trying to get me to become a part of this organization. He, he asked me, he said, you ain't got to leave your pastor. By the way, who's your pastor? I told him who my pastor was. Then he started. I, I said, look, bro. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, stop right here, bro. I said, we ain't talking about my pastor, man. Oh, I know him. I say, no, you don't know him. Not talking like that. You don't know him. I say, we ain't talking about my pastor. So he said, I say, look, dude. I said, boy, I'll run up in you. And I, I said, ho, ho, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, Bishop, Bishop. I said, you know what, man? We just need to cancel this phone call, man. I said, because I got too much honor for the person you're talking about to sit here and let you run your mouth on him like that. And then as soon as I hung up the phone, I picked it up. I said, hey, uh, bitch, I just wanted you to know. This dude right here come around you, he talking about you. So, Leo, let you know he talking about you. Some of y'all, and then you want God to bless you, and God say, how can I bless you when you beat my heart? Huh? <laughs> Look how quiet to get up in there, boy. Sometimes in hall, you can't hide when you're guilty. Okay, Proverbs, watch that what the Bible says. You must discipline yourself and educate yourself concerning money. And when I say discipline yourself, I'm talking about we got we to gotta discipline ourselves, guys, in how we handle our money. You got it? Now listen, you will never grow past your no. You'll never grow past your no. And, and what am I saying? Operating and growing aren't the same. See, you can be operating with money but never growing with the money you're operating with. Because you'll never grow past your no. Here's a, here's a question. How many, 
How, think about the books. Think about the music. Think about everything you got downloaded in your phone, right? Let's do it. Just a self-observation. And, and how many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to, let me ask that question for how many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to pass on generational wealth? Good. Love the hands. Now, 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 now let's do an observation because all we got to do is measure where you are and we'll know where you're going. Think about all the stuff you've downloaded. Think about all the stuff you listen to. What percentage of that deals with generational wealth, deals with you gaining knowledge about money, knowing the flow of money, learning about investments, how much, out of all the stuff you got downloaded, could you name me one author right now, just rhetorical question, you got to shout no, no, can you name me one or two authors right now, and, and maybe it's so in you that you can repeat something they say verbatim, you just know it. See, you'll never grow past your know. But I bet if I mess around and bust out and sing old Earth, Wind, and Fire song, man, that thing come up out of you. Oh! You'd be like, that's my song! <laughs> well, you know what? You are the song you sing. Right? And so operating and growing are not the same. We not only want to operate, we want to grow in what we're operating in. Hear this, your hands don't become strengthened in handling money from having more of it. Are y'all listening to me? Your hands, now we got, we got to get this fallacy out of the church. Your hands don't become strengthened in handling money from having more of it. Luke chapter 10, look at verse 16, Luke 16, I'm sorry, look at verse 10 and 11, right that same place, didn't take you nowhere. Go down to verse 10 and 11, look what the scripture says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in the so having more doesn't make you faithful faithfulness start with what you have so put God putting more in your hand it's not going to cause you to become this disciplined person you're not going to get disciplined with more watch this more more of anything only amplifies who you already are so if you become snooty when you get more you just now have the ability to be snooty because when you didn't have it you couldn't be snooty because when nobody see your snootiness you got it? Now you got a little bit. Now you can afford to be. But before then, you couldn't be snooty with nobody. So money only amplifies who you already are. If you're not a giver, if you've not pledged an allegiance to God, if you're not sowing right now, stop lying in your prayer. God, if you give it to me, I'll give it. God say, no, you won't because you're not even faithful with the least. Stop praying that. Here's the prayer you need to pray. Father, teach me and strengthen my hands. And then I start working with the least. Because if you're faithful with the least, you'll be faithful also with the much. Come on, the scripture continues to say, and he that is, look at the Bible says, he that is unjust in the handling of the least will also be unjust in the handling of the, of the much. That is the law of reciprocity, that what you do in the least, you will also do in the much. Are you listening at me? And so, and so, watch this. Hands strengthened come from spirit and mind strengthened. Hands strengthened come from spirit and mind strengthened. That's that prosperous attitude I'm talking about. So the way that we strengthen our hands when it comes to money, 
we got to strengthen our minds when it comes to money. That's why I wrote Kingdom Wealth, and that's why we have that Kingdom Wealth Stewardship Manual. Because I want to strengthen your minds, and by virtue of strengthening your minds, or to the degree that your mind is strengthened, your hands are strengthened. Now, now I wrote something right here. Sometimes, now this is so powerful. Boy, if y'all get this, it's going to change your life. Because many of you in here, you're not wasting money. You just don't have enough. You're not wasting. You're doing right. But it just, it just, at the, the, the bottom line, it's not just where you want it. Well, this is what I heard the Lord say. He say something, he say something, what I wrote, sometimes God is just wanting us to, number one, pledge our allegiance and then educate ourselves so that he can elevate. Sometimes God looks at our heart and he sees that pledge in our heart of allegiance to him. Right, that person that is saying, God, if you give it to me, but, but watch this, it's not a God, if you give it to me, I'll do right with head. It's God, if you give it, I'll do right with it because it's in your heart, but you don't have it. See, many of us, we're in head with it. That's why when people get blessed, they stop coming to church because it was always in their head. It was just in the head. Lord, if you, Lord, I'll show, do it, Lord. I'll be faithful, Pastor. I'll remember you. It was just in the head, but it wasn't in their heart. So when they got it, they disappeared. When, see, the, the elevation shouldn't make you leave God. Elevation should push you more into God. How, how does God elevate you and you get too busy for him? Huh? How does God elevate you and you can't serve now? I mean, God, ele God elevated you through your servant, and you too busy to serve him now? So that position, that position for, wasn't for God. That position was for you. I've been there. I've been a business owner, made good money, one of the number one shops in Mobile at that time. But when it came to the things of the Lord, man, listen, and I saw God re-reward me. Back in my business, I saw him pour that back in my business. Amen. The higher you go up, the more you got to go in. Well, somebody need to write that down. Because, see, I prophesied and told you that the transfer has happened, and these are warnings that God has given us so we don't miss it. The higher you go up, the more you got to go in, the more you got to go into your prayer closet. See, we think that the higher people go up, the more responsible they are. Not necessarily. The higher you go up, really the less responsible people make you because they believe that with height, you're already disciplined with it. So they really don't look to you really for accountability because they believe you wouldn't have been in that position had you not been accountable. So now it's back on you to keep accountability on you and the way you keep it on you is going in. Think about it. Here's the wisest man. The wisest man. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go in and out before your people and judge rightly. And God say, because you asked for wisdom and you didn't ask for money, I'm going to make you the richest man. Watch this. He went up, but he didn't go in because he married Egyptian women. They turned his heart from God. He allowed them to resurrect false idols and, 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 uh, and shrines before God. Well, how did you do that? Well, you know, it's easy. It's easy to allow yourself to uh, erect a false, uh, a false shrine in your life when you go up and you don't go in. 
Because when you don't go in, you'll build your own that you can go to. And when you build your own, you give it worship when you want to. All this centered in I and, and energy and, and self. See, you you your own God. You, you built your own shrine. And so when hell hits your house, don't pray to God. Pray to you. Get your own self out. I mean, where all that energy at that you said you had? <laughs> where all that's at? I mean, the bracelets ain't working. I mean, if, 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 if pray to you. Get all that energy and ball it up and tell it to go right in there where the camp's at and get it, just tell the energy and flush it out. So the higher you go up, so, so now here's the key right way. What do I need to do now? Right now, watch this. I might as well, if, if the transfer has happened and I'm there before I'm there, that means I need to go head on and go in. I got to say something the right way. Don't you ever get too cute in this church that you can't worship God when you become prosperous. Now, now I'm a good loving pastor, but I kind of realize it's already happening now. It used to be some of you used to be all over the place. Now you just in your seat. You just. See, I can tell that's, that's the person that ain't, you ain't went in. You ain't went in. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't went You're going up, but you ain't going in. You can always tell when a person go up and they're not going in. Watch this. Their worship becomes stagnant. It becomes one place. Real people, when they go in and they see where God put them at and, they, and God didn't have to do it, and if it had not been for the Lord, didn't we just replace that carpet right there last week? Yeah, but Sister Nene been tearing that spot up right there. Well, replace it. Let her keep on tearing it up. Brother Jude been on here biting on the altar. Let him keep biting on the altar. What, it, it, what you mean? It costs, oh, so, so the, 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 the less style could get his worship, but the high style can't because you paid too much for it? Do you remember when you couldn't afford it? Or have you forgotten where the Lord has brought you from? Oh, you know, brought him to a whole of church and you, want, you don't want them to see how you carry on before your God? Don't you let that spirit come up on you. That's why I'm, I don't care how many tailor suits God gave me. This suit don't stop me from getting on my knees. Rolling on the floor and everything. Don't nothing stop that. What if he was to bust you back down where he brought you from? All you got to do is think for a minute. You think for a minute. Somebody should have shouted right down. You got to do a think for a minute. You, if, if This would be your shout. No, Lord. No, Lord. No, Lord. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> All right. Let's keep on moving. Come on, somebody say, pledge my allegiance, educate myself, so God can elevate me. Now, let's, let's move on. Let's move. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Let's move fast. We're gonna, I got enough time to get, out, get to my next point. Amen. Are y'all being blessed today? This is the protection thing, man. Worship and praise and allegiance to God and being generous, you'll never have to, you'll never have to worry about money not being in your hands and in your house. 
uh, stay there at 1 Timothy 1 and I don't want to read a few scriptures to you. Proverbs chapter, um, Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3 in the New Living Translation. This is so funny. It says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at God. Some of y'all mad at God for your finances, but the Bible say you ruin, they ruin their own lives with foolishness and then are angry at the Lord for it. That's Proverbs 19 and 3 in the New Living Translation. And then Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20 in the New Living Translation says, The wise, there is, I said we got to educate ourselves, the wise have wealth and what? Well, that's in the Bible. The Bible is not against Gucci. The Bible ain't against Louis Vuitton. The Bible ain't against S7 Collection. The Bible ain't, <laughs> the Bible ain't against none of that. The Bible ain't against, the Bible says the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Now, if that's you, just personally repent and then just say, Lord, make me the wise. Now, look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse, verse, verse 19. Did I say that right, verse 19? Is it 1 Timothy? I'm in 2 Timothy. So some good over there, go there when you get time. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, look what the Bible says. We're supposed to hold faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made what? The Amplifier says, holding fast to faith, that leaning of the entire human personality on God and absolute trust and confidence and having a good, clear conscience by rejecting and thrusting from them their conscience, some individuals have made shipwreck their own faith. And so uh, after I get through these five, I'm going to teach on, it's going to be a one good message, it's going to be faith for kingdom prosperity. Because you can get in faith and believe God to increase you financially. Are you listening to me? Okay, so now let's move to number three. Let's move to number three. I love this one right here. Number three is how does God work with you in getting wealth and money to you? Tell me, I bring a divine alignment and, and, and divine alignment, excuse me, and divine order to our finances. Well, here's what we got to know. How does God work with you in getting wealth and money to you? Because he doesn't do it the same way with all of us. Now, watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm one man. You got it? And most of you see the way, other than uh, what the church pays me, most of you see the way that wealth comes to me. It comes directly to my hand from a member. You got it? Or from a person, right? Here's, here's the mistake we make. You see the way that God does it with me, and you think that that's the way that God's supposed to do it with you. That people just going to walk up, and it does happen that way. But notice now, notice my position of how it happens. I'm this one man as a pastor to many, over 1,500 members, right? So that's how God set the system up for it to happen to me, for me. You got it? Are you listening? So now, now listen carefully, listen carefully. Please get this. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Let's go through some scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. And then we go to Deuteronomy 30 and 9. I want you to listen real carefully. I got nine minutes. I'm going to get this in. And man, listen, I'm asking that God in this moment would open the eyes of your understanding. Because if you get this, it'll change your life forever. Many of you have been passing by money because you don't know how God works with you to get it to you. 
I just said something then. Many of you have been passing by money because you don't know how God works with you to get it to you. And you see how he works with me, and you say, well, God, you're going to do it just like that with me. Well, you don't have the same job that I have. Are you listening to me? And, and this is why people hate pastors because he take it. No, 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 I'm, no, 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 no. There's a getting in your sphere as well. You just got to know how does God get it to you. Now, what, watch your eyes about to come over. Deuteronomy 28 and 12, look what the Bible says. The Lord shall open unto thee his, his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto my land. Come on, say my land. My land, so God gives rain to my land, but God also gives rain to your land in his season. And watch this. And he's going to bless all the work of your, am I working right now? Right, right. So the way God set up to bless the work of my hand is from you to me. Right, right. But, but how has God set it up to bless the work of your hand? Right, now watch this, Deuteronomy 39. That's all I want to go. Uh, He's going to bless all the work of your hand. He's going to bless the work of your, that's the revelation. He's going to bless the work of your hand. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 9, look what it says. And the Lord thy God will make thee woo, plenteous in what? In every work. So, so God's saying, yeah. I'm a, it's going to hit your hand like it does the pastor, but it's going to be the way the work of your hand has been designed to do it. Thank you. The way the work of your hand, listen, has been designed to do it. So you're going to get it in the doing. But it's going to be the work of your hand doing it. He's going to multiply your mind with intellect and wisdom. And when he multiplies your mind with intellect and wisdom, it multiplies the work of your hand so your hand multiplies. Listen, 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 listen. We miss it when we give because we believe money is supposed to show up from nowhere. Watch this, watch this. Giving unlocks what giving unlocks where and giving unlocks how giving when I give I'm listening now for the what because the what is the return I'm listening for the what when I give I'm listening now for the where because you've stored up increase for me God so so I've given I've, I've activated your principle now God where is it because I have a right now to challenge him with that question because I've obeyed his word and his word can't return void. If it's returning void, it's because of something I don't know. But now that I know this, I can say, okay, God, I sold today. I gave my tithes. You say you'll open up the windows of heaven. Where have you opened the window? And now I'm listening for God to let me know where he can open that window. And then God may drop some wisdom down. Uh, go in the office tomorrow and tell them that you'll take that project. What pro- don't, don't ask it's a project. Just tell them you'll take it. And then you go in there and say, I'll take the project. They say, you don't even know how to do this. Well, I, was, I just came in and, and something just told me to tell you I'll take the project. And then they give you the project and you be like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. He said, I know you don't, but I do. But I do. I'm setting you up. 
and then God drops wisdom in you how to take care of it. And you go back and you're working, you're working with God's wisdom at a level that you haven't even qualified for from the world system, but you got God on your side. And right there in that workforce, God now multiplies the work of your hand. They may say, man, we've been trying to find out for three months how to get this done. And you come in here in one day and knock it out. Yeah, because I do more with less time. I got favor on me to do more with less time, less money. But see, here, here's the attitude of most of us. Here's why we don't hear God. I'm, I'll be glad when 5 o'clock is. You just got there. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> you just clocked in. <laughs> you just clocked in. You just clocked in. You just, and I'll just be so glad when I get out. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, I'm ready to get off. I wish they'd let us go right now. I'll be out the door. See what's on your mind? On your mind, it's not God. How are you going to bless the work of my hand? But you asking for more. Is it making sense? Ain't nobody asking. God, there's an invention here that would change this whole company. And you say you'll give us witty inventions, Lord. What is it? What are they planning on two years from now, God? Give me intel. Let me know. He did it for Elijah. He's no respecter of persons. What are they talking about in the boardroom, God? Let me in on it so I can, I can get ahead of it, God, and maybe even present it to them before they need it, God. Let me know, God. See, you can be the boss without being the boss. But that ain't how we go. We got our worship music on because we're trying to get our mind right because we don't want to be there. 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 Then when we there, we ain't really working. We are, we got we got we got a, we got the uh, what that little thing called when you can shrink the screen. The what? The minimize. See, they know what it is. They, they got that minimize. They got the minimize down there because they got all their social stuff open. So when folk don't walk by, they can click that and they look. They. Ain't, <laughs> hey, then you minimize it. <laughs> so you wasting them folks' time. You cheating on the clock, but you want God to bless you. You still in time asking God to bless you and bring no advancement to the company. And the advancement to the company is God. And then God is say, because you put me on the scene, I'm going to put you on the scene. We don't think like that as a church. Don't think like that. We don't, we don't, have, we don't have a Joseph or a Daniel's mindset. Daniel ran Egypt. That's why when them hoteps try to run to me talking all that noise, I'd be like, well, you do know that the Egyptians got all their information from Joseph because Joseph ran Egypt. Bible says that them folk didn't even know what they had. They trusted the man of God, say he didn't even know what he had. They asked they ask Pharaoh a question. Pharaoh said, I don't know, go ask Joseph. Go ask the man of God. And he was still able to serve his God. Rode second chariot. He was the boss without being the boss. Yeah, we always want our own stuff. Why the bill? You foot the bill. I just run the company. <laughs> 
You foot the bill, just let me fly the plane. You foot the bill, just let me ride in the yacht. You get what I'm saying? You foot the bill, just let me go to the beach house when I want to. Are we praying? Lord, give me my beach house. I ain't praying that no more. God, give me somebody with a beach house. <laughs> that I can go whenever I want to, Lord. They just free me up to go down there anytime I want to, Lord. They take care of everything, God. I ain't got to worry about nothing. Hurricane come, ain't my problem. <laughs> ain't my problem, Lord. <laughs> See, we don't even know how to pray. Lord, I want, I want, I don't want, I want to know something. Somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Go to, oh, okay, so write this down. Matthew 25, verse 14 through 30, there's a talent in the talent. And God is mad because you're wasting your talent. Woo! There's a talent in the talent. Uh, Matthew, you, y'all know the talent. I'm just going to run through it real quick because my time is escaping me. That was uh, five talents, and then other person had two talents. Other person had one talent, right? So go to verse 25 for the second time. Matthew 25, 25, read real quick. And I was afraid. Uh, the one talent went and hid his in the ground because he, he thought it wasn't worth nothing. It's one. The other's got two. The other's got five. Now, they came back with five more. He said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Right? One came back with two, well done, that good and faithful servant, enter ye into the joy of the Lord. The one with one, because he looked at it, didn't consider the value of it, didn't see the talent in the talent. You do know that in one apple seed is an apple tree, and on the apple tree are more apples, and in the apples are more seeds. So it only takes one seed. But he discredited it. Watch this. It was in the hands of an improper steward. And he discredited it because it was a little paycheck. He discredited it because it wasn't pay- it paid the bills, but wasn't nothing left at the end. He discredited it. And the Bible says he hid it. Jesus showed up on the scene to get mad. He said, it wasn't yours to do that with. He said, and at least you could have. Go down to verse, this, this going to trip y'all. Verse 27, uh, he, verse 27 is powerful because we don't read this scripture in the Bible. A folk talking about oh, God is against prosperity, prosperity gospel. And notice they'll never read this scripture to it because it will contradict everything they say. This is Jesus talking, and Jesus is giving this parable. He said, you could at least take my money and put it to the exchangers. Put that in Amplify. I need y'all to see this, this scripture right here uh, so I can get out of here. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, uh. That's like a drum beat right there. Thou, is that amplified? That's King James. So the Amplified Bible, he says this. That's at verse 27. He says, um, 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 27, thou should have invested. Ain't that something? Thou should have invested my money with the bankers with an interest earning account. He said you could have took that one thing and at least put it somewhere where it could have started investing some interest so that at my coming, I would have received what was mine. So Jesus is in the increase. He, he's not for giving you something and it stay the same once it hits your hand. He wants the dollar to increase. He wants the five dollars to increase. He wants the ten dollars to be more than ten. So you got to get a Jesus mindset. We got to get an increase mindset. We got to get an increase attitude. Jesus said that He's in that parable. He said, it should have been more at the coming back because although it was one, more was in it. And you got to get a new attitude about your check. There's more in it than you think it is. It's only little because it's in your hands. If you pledge your allegiance to God, get in partnership with God, the little will become a lot. 
Are you listening to me? So we'll get four and five on next week, and then we'll close it out. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm done. I ain't taking no more minutes. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this word. Let it saturate the hearts of your people. God, we repent today uh, if we've been uh, poor stewards of what you've entrusted to us. And so now, God, we ask for wisdom and knowledge concerning prosperity, that our hands be strengthened. And then, God, we ask you to use us for your good. We make ourselves available to you, Father, that you will speak to us, God, and give us witty inventions and show us, God, how to make the places that you've sent us to better so that we can prosper and receive from that place what you've purposed for it to give to us as we give to it. And God, I just speak over your people right now that your grace will rest on them, that this transfer of wealth would hit every home under the sound of my voice, that lack would not be a part of our lives, and that our actions would not bring debt to us. We thank you, Father, and we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Very quickly, I don't want to assume that because you're here at church or you're watching us on live that you are saved. And so uh, if you're watching me and you're here in the sanctuary, I want to give you the opportunity to make Christ the Lord of your life by simply repeating this prayer after me. Say this with me, Lord Jesus, I know without you I am lost today. I repent of my sins and I receive you as my Savior and I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. I belong to you. This day do I confess that I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. If you made that confession, I want to welcome you to the body of Christ. It is so vitally important that we're able to connect with you. Oftentimes, people get saved, and we don't want this process to stop here. So if you're in the sanctuary, at the back of your chair, there should be a connect card. I want to ask you to please take that. Please take that. Make sure you fill that out if you made that confession on the day. We want to connect with you. And also, if you're watching us on live, Please, please trust me in this. Will you go to rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps? Will you please allow us to connect? I'm telling you, this connection, this next step is so vitally important because we want to partner with you to help chart out these ne this next course of life that you're about to take. And you don't need to do it by yourself. We want to help you find a good church. We want to make sure you understand everything that transpired on today. Because salvation is instant, but the walk of salvation is a journey. And we want to help you out with that. So we trust that you're going to fill out the form. You're going to go to next steps. And uh, our team is going to reach back out to you to make sure that you understand what happened. Now, if you're here in the sanctuary after service, uh, we're going to have prayer counselors here at the altar. So we want to connect with you. If you made that confession today, I want you to walk up and let one of the prayer counselors know, hey, I got saved today. Hey, I was a backslider. I rededicated my life. I want to be a part of Right Way. How do I do that? Allow us to pray with you here at the altar and give you that information so that your life can change for the better. Amen. Can we put our hands together for those who made that confession on today? Thank you. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.